0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision For You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Tuesday, July 18th, 2017. And it's been mentioned earlier this morning online that this is our fifth year anniversary today. So congratulations to Vision For You meeting. That's fantastic. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 69, the third paragraph, whatever our ideal turns out to be. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Marietta P., 12 traditions, Rebecca B., and reading the text, Deb W., Lisa H., and Rebecca, sorry, Rachel W. The share idea numbers for yesterday, Monday, July 17th, the 7 a.m. meeting, one zero one six two and the 10 a.m meeting one zero one six four O.A. preamble overeaters anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively there are no dues or fees for members we are self-supporting through our own contributions
1: Good morning. Marietta P. from Virginia recovered the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And with that, I pass and thank you for allowing me to do service.
2: Thank
0: you, Marietta P. And Rebecca B. will read the 12 traditions.
3: Good morning. This is Rebecca B. from Boston. Recovered. Happy anniversary, everyone. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. have a great day.
0: Thank you, Rebecca B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except for the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 69, the third paragraph, whatever our ideal turns out to be, through four paragraphs, ending with when to yield would mean heartache, and commenting on all four paragraphs. And I'd like to ask Deb W. if she could begin the reading for us, please.
4: This is Deb W. Recovered in Oklahoma. Can you hear me?
0: We can, thank you.
4: Okay. Whatever our ideal turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about still more harm in doing so. In other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come. Hold on a minute, look it up. uh The right answer will come if we want it. God alone can judge our situ- sex situation. Counsel with persons is often desirable but we let god be the final judge we realize that some people are as fanatical about sex as others are loose we avoid hysterical thinking or advice suppose we fall short of the chosen ideal and stumble does this mean we are going to get drunk some people tell us so but this is only a half truth it depends on us and on our motives If we are sorry for what we have done and have the honest desire to let God take us to better things, we believe we will be forgiven and will have learned our lesson. If we are not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we are quite sure to drink. We are not theorizing um, these are facts out of our experience. To sum up about sex, we earnestly pray for the right ideal, for guidance in each questionable situation, for sanity, and for the strength to do the right thing. If sex is very troublesome, we throw ourselves the harder in helping others. We think of their needs and work for them. This takes us out of ourselves. It quiets the imperious urge when to yield would mean heartache. Wow. This is all really, really, really heavy. Um, and uh, one one of the most amazing sentences in the whole thing to me is, "It quiets the imperious urge when to yield would mean heartache." And you know, I believe that sex can be just like any other uh, defect of character that um, God is shining a flashlight on and saying in a kind, loving way, I need to look at it. And I think when we get to the place of sex, um, a lot of us, or I could speak for myself, it's difficult to open myself up to someone else and to be honest, uh, but it is a must because there are so many uh, pieces or oh, I can't think of the word this morning that are hidden in our minds, in our hearts, in our souls about our shortcoming where sex is concerned or our uh, defect, the way we have lived our life uh, looking at sex. Um, I was thinking that uh, it says, that are we so numbed out that we are unable to see where our present ideals, where sex is concerned, lead us to this heartache. You know, I was thinking of ways that we might have used sex that, you know, that imperious impulse um, continuous, continues us to uh, reach for these ways and and not like for control. I remember with my husband, (laughs) I controlled a lot of the things through manipulation. This is what I wanted. So I knew how to set him up and put him in a good mood. Uh, And so, but but it wasn't because of the the pure ideal that God has for it. Uh, I, I justify my behavior. And I would have excuses, and I was in denial a lot of it, you know, the time. I mean, I couldn't see where my motives for doing a thing were hurtful uh, to me and to others. And the fear, uh, just automatically using this uh, response or this way of resolving a thing uh it kept i kept doing it and it was so difficult i was so addicted to uh this behavior you know i sometimes uh know that i have put my body first you know instead of what i really wanted to do instead of what i knew was best and it I confuses see. this is dating even you know, it confuses the situation. You know, it it doesn't assure that the relationship will last. It doesn't assure that uh, you know I have control and I can rest comfortably. If anything else, it makes me even more so uncomfortable. So that I I was thinking balance in thought. We let God be the final judge. We 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 can receive from God balance in thought and action. And, uh, you know, we can go into a better way of living. You know, it can make sense. Our eyes can be open to our behaviors. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Deb W. We'll now open the sharing on uh, commenting on these four paragraphs. And could I ask, please, that you say your name once? It helps me get it down. So who would like to share? Tina
5: S. Michael H.
6: Or
2: w. Jan S. Danielle o. o.
0: Let's go with Long. this lineup, and I did miss a couple of people in there. I'll just read who I've got, and then you can tell me who I missed. I have Tina S. Michael H. Then there were two people. I have Jan S. Danielle O. and Vasa O. Who did I miss, please?
7: Lauren N. Leslie W.
0: Okay, that's great. Let's go with that line up and we'll catch everybody on the next go-round. So, Tina S., you're up, and Michael H., you'll be next.
8: Thanks, Lynn, for your service. Tina S., recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. I'm grateful to be on the line. You know some great stuff here I, I love that it talks about whatever our ideal turns out to be we must be willing to grow toward it and then in the next couple paragraphs that were read are the directions on how i do that you know and um for a long time i thought that whatever i was doing wasn't really hurting anyone else you know you, if it was consensual or whatever it was but you know i forgot that other people are involved you know who i am directly having maybe some not so great conduct with probably is involved with somebody else. And, and then I also like that it says God alone can judge our sex situations. And, you know, my experience is that I really had to counsel with someone else because on my own I could, you know, I could tell myself what I think God would have me do or be. And, uh, you know, one of the things today that really is very helpful for me is that I do counsel with other people. And, and then, you know, it says suppose we fall short of the chosen ideal and stumble. Does this mean we're going to get drunk? You know, and what I do know, if I continue with the same behavior, I certainly will eat, you know, but, you know, I, I can have some, um, you know, great progress in this area because there's no perfection. And over the years, that is what has happened for me. There has been progress. And today, I don't do the things that, that I used to do, and I don't want to harm other people. You know, and, and, and you know, and it says we're not theorizing, you know, these are facts out of our experience, you know, and I know, um, you know, there was a time, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous, because that's who, you know, this is my story, that I got drunk over this specific, specific thing. And it was because I was continuing to be the same person. And then, uh, you know, and it says, you know, it, it, if we act on this, it would mean heartache. And that is just the truth, because I try and I strive to not be that same person today. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina S.
6: Michael H., it's your turn, and Leslie W., you'll be next. Michael H., please press star one. We don't hear you.
5: Good morning, Lynn. May I be heard?
0: We can hear you now. Thank you.
5: Great. Great. Thank you for your service. Um, Thank you for everyone who makes this. Wonderful meeting possible. This is Michael H. from the great state of Illinois. I just want to plug in real quick to this, to the power of this book. And, you know, um, I have lots of ideas, you know, that I've come up with on my own over the years. And quite frankly, they, most of them, probably 90% of them or more, have done nothing but lead me to. Misery and destruction in my own life and in others. Um, So this is such a powerful paragraph, and I just summarize. I want to summarize some of the things that I heard here. Um, We ask God to mold our ideals. I, I didn't ask me to mold my ideals. I didn't ask my sponsor to mold my my ideals. We ask God what we should do about each specific matter. Again, I wasn't asking myself, and nor my sponsor. He's a great guy. I love him dearly. God alone can judge our sex situation. Not my minister, not my sponsor, not my wife or my friend. We let God alone be the final judge. You know, that gave me freedom to stop judging myself. We pray for the strength to do the right things. Again, I'm not... I'm not going on my thoughts or or my sponsors, I'm not trying to beat him up today, but now, what do we do? We think of the needs of others and we work for them you know even harder if we're struggling in that situation. And that kind of encompasses and summarizes uh the program for me. Um, what got me well was not meetings necessarily. well, this meeting's wonderful, and a lot of face to face meetings are wonderful. What got me well was not my sponsor but it was these ideals with that i'll pass
0: thank you michael h leslie w it's your turn and jan s you'll be next
7: thank you this is Leslie w recovered in tennessee can you hear me okay moderator
0: yes thank you
7: good thank you so much for your service um You know, (laughs) the chosen ideal. um, I really had a lot of trouble in this area. And I'm so grateful um, that yesterday on the line, several people talked about um, abuse in this area. So many of us have suffered sexual abuse. Um, My Refusal to let God heal me in this area carried over into my marriage. And I wanted a free pass with my husband in the bedroom because I felt justified um, as a sexual abuse victim. But let me say, first of all, that I did not even know that I was a sexual abuse victim. So there was a lot of shame. There was a lot of guilt. Um, there was a lot of blaming. One day my husband was ready to walk out, and I knew that I had to do something. Now, I was in program already at that time, but I wasn't recovered. Um, so what I did was I pulled out my big book, and every morning I said the resentment prayer, and I also said this prayer um, for my husband, and I asked God to help me mold my ideal. I didn't even want to be um, responsive in this area to my husband. Um, I had no desire at all. Um, I just had my second child. And uh, the last thing I wanted was to get busy with my husband in the bedroom. Because it just felt like another chore. It just felt like another thing that you know, another person needed me to do something. And I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't conjure up the willingness to do it. And I don't know any other way to tell you except that I prayed this prayer through gritted teeth and there were a lot of days that I didn't even mean it. But I said it anyway, I took the action, I did it anyway. Because I knew this was the only way I could save my marriage, if there was any way to save it. Um I did these prayers, I said these prayers for a solid year before things really changed and before things really turned around, but they did turn around. And my sex life is not perfect with my husband today, but it is a hell of a lot better than it used to be, let me tell you. Um, this is a man who did not even want to be in the same room with me and now he really seeks me out and wants to spend time with me. and. And I have been given the gift by by God to allow myself to surrender in this area and to be vulnerable in this area. And there has been so much healing in this area for me. And I pray the same thing for all of you. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Leslie W. Jen S it's your turn and danielle oh you'll be next
9: good morning this is S. calling from st augustine florida thank you for the um, opportunity to share um this area of my life was one of the um, sickest worst parts uh for me and um god god was with me uh, through the rough times of my behavior and didn't leave me. And he he did alone judge what needed to be done in this area for me because of my own volition, I could not stop um, inappropriate behavior and in this area. Um, I couldn't stop um, doing the things that were not uh, appropriate for me so he um took care of that he just um without any other words i can actually express is that he just came in and plucked that one out i mean it it one day it was just gone it was gone the the um the desire i was placed in a position of neutrality when it came to this character defect and um I still continually work on how I can um do better in this area in my in my um marriage today um because you know I want God's ideas to you know to mold me in this area as well but um without this program you know and without this this twelve step spiritual way of living i um i don't know where i would have ended up but i'm grateful to god because um it was truly a gift i needed to be willing to ask for god's help during this process but i got to see so many things through inventory about this this particular um this particular defect of character but you know it's you know for me i had to understand that this this Having a sexual identity and a sexual, you know, um, area of my life was actually a gift from God that had gone, you know, array awry, just like any other thing that I, you know, just to my addiction totally took to the nth degree. So God helped bring me back in in um, in line in this area, and I feel so blessed and grateful to be an honest moral person in this, particular, in this particular area and to be totally, totally free from that behavior in my life is a gift. So thank you for allowing me to share.
0: Thank you, Janice. Have... Danielle O, it's
6: your turn, and Vasa O, you'll be next. Danielle, press star 1 to unmute. We don't hear you. Vasa, are you available to share? We don't hear Danielle, and we can pick her up
0: in the next round.
10: Yes, I'm here. Thank you. I believe it's Lynn. I'm Vasa. Grateful Recovered Compulsor Volvita, calling from Foxboro, Massachusetts. And sometimes when I put my name down, I'm saying, why did I do that? I didn't want to pull back, especially when it comes to the sex part. This was the hardest for, for me, the, the hardest thing to go. It was very troubling. And it is the last um, inventory of the sex part right here. And um, by the time I was ready to do it, God gave me the courage and it gave me the wisdom just to take the action and do like I did with the food, you know. And the best action I had ever taken in my life was to surrender with the food and surrender to the steps, you know, and study them the way they laid out. And if I did the steps one by one, they were laid out, they bring me to the next step, even though it was embarrassing or scary, fearful, but it was less for me. It was less because I knew... My how my higher powers was there to guide me and to give me the the courage and uh, and I also heard other people how they did it but this was not discussed as my family as growing up it was almost like a dirty word you know and uh, again I it was very troubling in my even before I got married because I was always looking for the love and attention from men and I think the weight probably kept me away from that. Anyways, but even, you know, when I lost the weight when I came to Overeaters Anonymous and that started coming up and I remember, oh my goodness, I feel so sad about pulling my, I put my husband through hell about about it. I remember saying, well, if you don't give me the love and the attention, I'm just going to go and get somebody else to that's going to love me. And I thank God I took the inventory and I said, you know, what is good in my marriage? And what's not so good, you know? And um, my husband loves me. You know, I'm still married to the same man. we will be 49 years. It's by the grace of God. I didn't realize how much he loved me. We did get separated. He just couldn't express his love, you know, because it wasn't done in his family. It wasn't done in my own family. So I couldn't blame him for it, you know? I needed to ask for what I wanted, what I needed, you know, without getting, being mad or angry. And I did list um, the people I never, I did not have an intercourse till we got married, but it was very troubling still flirting, looking for the attention. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of boyfriends because we were not, I was not allowed to date. But fantasy, I went to a lot of fantasy. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to fantasize about people, oh, movie stars, presidents, um, Clinton, because I was so much younger, he was so handsome, whatever. And thank you, Jesus, thank you, God, I have been freed from that. I don't need that. It's like the food that has been removed. I look at men as my brothers. I'm not looking for that attention, love that comes from my higher power. And my husband is probably relieved that I don't have to talk about that any longer. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa O. We'll try Danielle O again. Danielle, are you there?
6: Press star one to unmute. Danielle O? Okay, we'll move on to Lauren N. Lauren, are you available? Lauren N, press star 1
0: to unmute. Hello,
2: moderator. Can you hear me? It's Lauren N.
0: Great, Lauren, we've got you. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you very much for your lead and for everyone else's share. Um. You know I got to this part of my fourth step and and thought I've got nothing to say because I haven't had sex in years and it's true I haven't I've been single for over 22 years
6: and um, I have had so much self-hatred that I haven't
2: let my body be sexual. And I thought, well, I have nothing to work on. But boy, do I have still so much to work on here.
6: I don't let myself be sexual because I have
2: so much self-loathing. I don't feel like I'm good enough for anyone else. So how can I have sex? But you know what? It's not about that. It's not about sex. It's about intimacy. It's about letting people in. And I'm taking the first step by telling you all, 300 some odd fellows that are all just like me in one way or another at different stages. And I get today to allow myself to look into me and love myself just the
6: way I am and to be, to allow others to
2: see me as I am and realize that I'm good and I'm lovely and I am I have hanging, drooping arms and that's okay and I have... Big size that have ripples in them because of the fat, and that's okay because it's about what's inside me, not about what's on the outside. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Lauren N. Okay, we'll open up for more sharing. Who else would like to comment on what we read? Anna
11: M is Larry.
12: The the M. M. Lisa N. Cynthia C. The
9: v.
0: Okay, let me just tell you who I have got. I missed two people. I have Anna M., Larry K., there was somebody else in there, Lisa N., and Cynthia C. Who did I miss?
6: Chappie V.
0: Kathy Z. Okay, let's go with Linda that D. lineup. Sorry, who was the last person, please? Linda D. Connecticut. Linda D. Okay, great. Let's go with our lineup. Anna M. It's your turn, and Larry K. You'll be next.
13: Good morning, everyone. This is Anna M. from New Haven, Connecticut. I'm so grateful to be on the meeting, and I'm actually walking outside, and I had to get in on this because. I've been in OA for 23 years, and this problem, the sexual problem, has been the problem that has screwed me, sorry about that, for 23 years, and, um, well, not not the past two years, but it's, it's a recurrent thing that I need to look at, and it's so deep-seated, embedded part of my disease that I need to really look at it with outside help because it's causing me a lot of uh I think it's a lot of old trauma that's resurfacing that I never realized, and reading about this and listening to everyone share about it and all the complexities that sexual relationships involve whether even whether it's not even if it's not sexual in terms of having relations but the idea of it itself i've got. Lots of things to work through, but I'm grateful for the fact that I'm not alone in it. And, and the other thing that I wanted to share or highlight is there's a reason why in the fourth step we talk about fear, resentment, and sex. Those are the three big things, the character flaws or defects that keep coming up. And being abstinent and recovered and all of that, it it comes it comes up, but it's at a lesser um it's lesser in terms of its depth. depth. And so um, I'm very grateful for the fact that I have you all to, to rely on, to talk about this, like people um, that I can call and say, look, this is what's going on, and let's do a 10-step, and let let me help me look at this, because it's so embedded in me that I really need all of your help to be able to look at it. And, of course, with God's help, too. So with that, I'll pass, and I thank you so, so much for this.
0: Thank you, Anna M. Larry K. It's your turn, and Lisa N. You're up next.
11: Thank, thanks so much for your service, um, Larry K. Recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Thanks. Okay. Fa- thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. We, um, you know, the, this um, we're reading about. We're, we're we're in the sex inventory. We're reading about about the the sex inventory. And, and as was alluded to, we we look at our step four is really about looking at our grosser handicaps, those instincts that have gone awry. You know, really come to believe that these instincts were all God given, the social instincts, fear, how how we relate to others, and how resentments can be built up. We those are not all of my character flaws, but those are perhaps some of the the deeper ones that go to the core of who I am as a, as a person. And so what this, this whole process for me is really about is about letting God take the wheel. The God, the God that I don't believe in, <laughs> the God that I'm still trying to understand, right? Wherever you are on this, on this road, it's about less of you and more of your higher power. And it takes great courage to examine these things. But if, you could, if this was about fixing yourself, if this was about fixing yourself, you wouldn't need a spiritual program of action. All you would need is more self-knowledge, perhaps more synthetic knowledge. Maybe, maybe in the context of the sex instinct, more knowledge about sex, how to be a better, you know, how to, how to use that uh, properly, um, uh, how to be a better partner, read the book, read the books. But that wasn't enough. Somehow we know that our core character defects keep us blocked off from the sunlight of the spirit. That's what it was for me, is these core defects of character keep me blocked off from this higher power, perhaps that I don't believe in. But if I could, if I could believe that it's just possible, there's just a, a possibility, kind of a step two issue, that, that there may be a higher power, and if so, a power greater than me, that that power could restore me to sanity, could right-size me. In other words, bring me up to where I need to be brought up, if there's a lot of self-loathing, and perhaps there's some areas where I need to be brought down a bit. And if I could be open to that, that's all that's asked here. We don't have to figure anything out. We just go through the process. We chop our wood, we carry our bucket of water, and then we let God do the heavy lifting. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. Lisa N., it's your turn, and Cynthia C., you'll be next.
14: Thank you. May I be heard?
1: Yes, thank you.
14: Okay. thanks, everyone, for sharing and your service, too. Um, This is so interesting because it's one of these things that I have prayed for help in and really within the last month or so. um, And I'm, I'm finding out now that this program can help me with it. And I didn't really realize that until these last days when I've been listening, Um, I guess the shame and the guilt and the anger and the embarrassment, all of those feelings that I felt um, being a heavy teenager having um, been rejected, having had my sexual body parts laughed at in high school, um, you know, it kept me from uh, feeling like I wanted to be intimate with anyone, yet I had um, always fantasies and sexual ideas. Um, So it's wonderful that this, this meeting, this program, and of course God can validate me. I don't need... Other people. My my mother was very cruel too about my body, um, making comments about it, and um, even talking to other people about my body. One time, I, she told me she talked about uh, about my shape to somebody, and it was like really. Um, <laughs> so I I feel like um, I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to be afraid. I don't need men validating me. I don't need women validating me. I have a wonderful husband who loves me, and he validates me, and um, I can finally get over that feeling of wanting other people to tell me I'm pretty or I'm slim now or whatever, I've done a great job, whatever. It's my higher power in charge, and I'm so grateful. So thank you, everyone. That'll pass.
0: Thank you, Lisa N. Cynthia C., it's your turn, and Kathy Z., you'll be next.
12: I'm sorry, I was unmuting. This is Cynthia C. Did you call my name?
0: Yes, it's your turn.
12: Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for your service. Thank you, everybody, this morning for the very, very, very honest shares. Um, just moving. Um, so this is, you know, this is an interesting topic, um, and it brings up a lot for a lot of people, and it certainly brings up a lot for me. Um When I was in program many years ago, um, and when I first got abstinent for three years and was in AA, um, I thought that I was blameless in this area. And then Mm -hmm. as I did my inventory and looked at things, I realized that I had felt so terrible about myself for my entire life, whether, you know, the family I grew up in, the things my mother would say to me, you know, I grew up being told I was a big fat cow, um, even though I wasn't, I actually looked at pictures recently that uh, family members brought me and I, I wasn't at all, but but that's how I grew up, just feeling terrible about myself and having uh, the male figures in my family be um, really not dependable. So I grew up just feeling like I wasn't worthy and that I was, um, I was just very less than, I, I grew up loathing myself. Um, And so in the areas of relationships with men, I thought whatever I could get was, that was all I would, you know, that's what I would take. And so my behavior in this area wasn't so great. And I didn't know how to have relationships. And I thought if all I could get, you know, was the physical part, then I should just take that because, because that was better than nothing. At least there was something there. And so... When I was single and I first came into program, I was really able to take a look at that and to see my part in it, um, and to be able to own my action and to really recognize that that wasn't who I wanted to be. That that wasn't the person that that wasn't the person that I wanted in my life, and it wasn't actions that made me happy, um, you know. And um, and I was able to really turn things around and. Um, you know, and I, and I chose a very different lifestyle and I found a community where people sort of loved me for who I was. You know, I, 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 found, I found more of a community and I found friends where I felt accepted for who I was, where it wasn't about um, drinking or, or whatever. And, um, you know, and unfortunately after I got married, I, once, I, once I went through this process, I have to say I found my husband Soon thereafter, and we got married, and I entered into a more observant Jewish community, and I felt like, oh, I don't need you guys here, and I sort of dropped away, and I lost my abstinence for 20 years. So, you know, the gifts of this program gave me my life today, and then I dropped the steps that I needed, because I thought I was working the steps within... Within my community, and that wasn't really true, I gained 60 pounds the first year of my marriage, and this topic became a different issue of how do I relate to my husband? I wasn't sleeping with anybody else, but how do I relate to my husband when I'm feeling bad about myself physically, um, and eating and eating and eating, and I, just such a gift now to have, uh, I think today is actually maybe my 90th day of abstinence, and such a gift to to be able to relate to him on a very different level and to not be in the food and to be present and to make amends for any of my bad behaviors and to just show up, show up on a daily basis and to be present. And for the first time in our 20 years of marriage, we went on a vacation, just the two of us, for a week to Montreal. And I was just very present the whole time. And um, I have to say it was a gift. It was really a gift to work the steps in this program to see the promises come true, um, and it was really for the support. Thank you. It was just really from the support of everyone here, especially this meeting, where there's so much honesty and there's so much focus on the big book and the steps. So with that, I pass. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Cynthia C. And Kathy Z, it's your turn, followed by Linda D.
15: Thank you. This is Kathy Z, and I'm in Missouri. And one thing I just really appreciate about this group and this call is what I've learned about step four, because I never really thought it had anything to do with me. But then to hear that, you know, really, this is about how we manipulate others. So it doesn't really have to do anything about the sex act. It's how our relationships are with other people. So when we create this ideal, I learned that, you know, you make it for everyone in your life and for all of the roles that you play. And relying on God to to help that ideal evolve and change as it needs to, that has been very eye opening for me. And that's all I have. So thank you very much, Pat.
0: Thank you, Kathy Z and Linda D. It's your turn.
16: Hi, can you hear me?
0: Yes, thank you.
16: Hi, I'm Linda D from Connecticut, and. Um... I'm so grateful for Visions, five years of Visions. I have a little over four and a half years of sanity, of abstinence, and a relationship with God and a relationship with you. I'm so impressed and relieved to hear this discussion today. I've been in a 12-step program, AA and OA, for almost 35 years. And in that time, things have evolved so that people are absolutely absolutely Able and willing to talk about this very, very delicate area uh, of sex, sexual abuse, and self hatred. Um, Now, after all this time and all this recovery, solely through the grace of God and working through people, and I'm one of the people, you know, I get it directly too. I'm a different person, and I'm a person that does not want to self-destruct with food, with men, with people, I don't know, with shopping, whatever. Because that's what it was about. It was about, ultimately, that I hated who I was from the beginning. Oh, it didn't start out that way. It started out as, there's something wrong, and it's my fault, and I was very little. So, psychology or whatever aside, that stuff is deadly, And here I am now. I'm 73 years old. I am the hottest 73-year-old babe you ever met. You might not think so, but I do. That's incredible. I've never been married because I wasn't good enough. I've had a series of lovers that um, they were all the same person. Mr. Not Right. Definitely not right. And it was me. It it all came from me. So what am I going to do with that? I'm going to take that to God. That's how I got where I am now. And I feel younger inside than I have felt since I've, it's almost like I got my youth back with all the good stuff like wisdom. My body doesn't exactly show that. I've got a lot of hangy stuff like somebody else said, but so what? I'm not a movie star, and I don't have to be. And I love being me now. Always, not always, sometimes I have to do a 10-step and get on the line and get lots of help. But what a miraculous program, and I pass with that. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Linda D. I'm going to do
6: one more call-out for Danielle O. If you're on the line. Okay, I don't hear from Danielle. We've got a
0: but we, time for Matt one, M. maybe two more shares. So, Matt, I have you. Thank you. Who else?
17: Laura like G.
0: Okay, great. Let's go with those two, please. So, Matt M., you're up, and then Laura G.
17: Hi, Matt. This is Matt M. from New Jersey. Um, thank you for letting you service, Lynn. Uh, yes, the fourth step is very interesting. It's a, it's a fat-finding and fat-facing process, and uh, for me, I I didn't want to think that I was selfish and a sex and the sex conduct, and I actually was. Us um, selling myself to get to get food i 've done that before and and how other things that i 've used and it 's not just about um sex relations it's about relations with with the opposite sex and people in general you know i didn't i didn 't have the relationships in general with people i I use people like the Kleenex and I threw them away when I was done, so my relationships with people are really poor. So because I, I was only thinking about what I can get from someone else and what I can use them for, and then then and then and get rid of them like they weren't there. It's horrible behavior. And my, right now, today, I'm trying to keep my behavior above par and trying to use people for money, for anything. And I'm just grateful today that I, I'm, I'm trying to live up to that idea. Every time I fall short, I tell my sponsor I right, try to make an amends quickly and without regret. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Matt M. and Laura G., it's your turn.
17: Thanks.
15: Um, am I being heard?
0: Yes. Thank you.
15: Thank you for your service. Um, I was I was thinking about the um, the, the paragraph where it says um, we ask God to mold our ideas and help us to live up to them. And we remembered always that our sex powers were God given and therefore good, neither to be used lightly, or selfishly, nor to be despised and loathed. And it reminds me of, uh, you know, re- uh, re-educating my brain not to be in shame either. I, w- I was also uh, raised by somebody that was raised by somebody that made it shameful, and um, so learning that it's not shameful and always feeling that presence from, um, from my higher power that you know it was a gift. It's a gift, and uh, it's not something to be loathed or shamed. and and or despised it's the highest act that he provided for uh, a man and a woman in a covenant and uh i just love that paragraph and on the side of it i wrote um, on that paragraph uh, i wrote love that because it's so god it's so higher power to me and uh i'm just going to think about it today i haven't really worked the sex inventory properly so uh I revisit it on occasion, but I kind of step back and think I don't need to. But I think, as, all, as we all know, it's all relevant daily. And uh, proud and honored to be a part of the the process. Path.
0: And thank you, Laura G. I'd like to thank everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Tuesday, July 18th, is 10174. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will De- sorry, Lisa H. please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.